Hi, welcome to Promo Insiders, a podcast from ASI's Counselor Magazine that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Ruvo, and today's focus is Counselor's 2020 Person of the Year Award winner, Joanne Lance. Lance, of course, is President and CEO of Top 40 Distributor Geiger. She's the first non-Geiger family member to helm the family-owned company in its 142-year history. Lance earned the top spot at Geiger, not only through her decades of successful leadership at the firm, but also for her work as a well-respected leader for the entire promo industry. Sure, that long track record of success contributed to Lance taking home the Person of the Year honor, but just as important are the achievements she's spearheaded of late at Geiger, from international expansion to navigating the COVID-19 crisis. You won't want to miss this discussion with one of promo's most interesting and influential leaders. So, Joanne, thank you again for being with us. Obviously, we appreciate it. Such such an honor, person of, person of the year. Um, let's start on a real positive note here. Uh, what are some things that you and, and Geiger as a whole are really proud to have achieved in the last few years? Uh, well, thank, thank you, Chris. And I first of all, I want to thank you and our colleagues at ASI for this wonderful honor. I really appreciate it. In terms of what we are proudest, of all that we achieved, I would have to say it's the colleagues that I either played a role in joining the company uh, and how both they have had a, an enormous impact on me as a leader and how hopefully I've had an impact on some of them uh, as they develop into leadership. Uh, honestly, uh, when you think about any business, a business is only as good as its people. And so it has to be the people that uh, we're proudest to have achieved, the quality. All right, very good. And um, you know, now we have to get onto the subject that that it's it's the elephant in every room, right? COVID nineteen. It's it's mm-hmm. impacted every company on planet Earth, and it's had I, I think it, an especially severe effect on on our industry. So, just what are you know what are some things that Geiger has done to adapt, and, and kind of how are you how are you handling it? Well, you know, it's interesting you ask about COVID because I think, you know, there are only a few uh, years that you actually remembered what happened. Uh, fortunately, you and I are both too young to remember 1968, but I have a sibling who remembers 1968. And I think we, you and I and uh, many uh, individuals listening to this podcast, whether they're in the promo industry or not, are certainly going to remember 2020 because uh, I call that the year of blindside and broadside. Uh, well, a little bit of both. Uh, you know, in terms of adapting to COVID, uh, we, like so many others, uh, switched our supply chain up right away for PPE, uh, both in the U.S. and in Europe. And the uh, the fortunate and good news is that the ability to procure and sell uh, personal protective equipment has had a, a big and positive impact in negating some of the impact of COVID. Mm-hmm. I think also, uh, you know, our corporate programs and our technology that we've had, it's rather interesting, but the RFP process for large businesses and corporate programs never really slowed down. Really? And in fact, what one of the things that we've noticed is that there's almost been an amplification or acceleration mm-hmm. uh, as businesses look at, at uh, streamlining their supply chain. Okay. So uh, the uh, ability to still respond to those and launch programs, we've been launching programs all through COVID. Mm-hmm. There have been some programs, depending on the industry type, that have gone dormant, mm-hmm. or they have shifted straight up to PPE. But it's interesting uh, and exciting to see new customers come online. Okay. Oh. Uh, 
you know, the third thing is uh, uh, back in 2007, 2008, when we had what was then the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if uh, we have a new recession from COVID, time will tell. Uh, at that time, we had implemented a system of work at home uh, by uh, uh, mentoring or being mentored both by uh, JetBlue and Sandmar. Sandmar had a pretty robust work at home system. And so we had launched one that uh, on the Geiger side of our business, already half of our workforce was already working at home. So it was, even though it was still a, a large, significant process, especially on our IT side, the, uh, we had the infrastructure in place, especially in management, supervisory policies uh, to implement work at home. Um, so those were some of the, the, the positive things. I have to say, though, if uh, it's not it's not rosy, it's mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of downside for us yeah. and other promo companies, especially if you're involved in events, sports, education, travel, of which we all have customers, a large number of customers uh, in that area. And uh, in particular, education, which was a really large customer block for ours, okay. has has frozen in place for in terms of their promo sales, especially for the first couple of months when they froze in place with their students. And so we've had to have layoffs and furloughs uh, for both the the UK company and the US company. And uh, that has been sadly, and for me, probably the most deeply impactful side of COVID for us as a business. Yeah, it's, it's, it is an emotional thing. I just, it's, your hands are essentially tied. If the, if the business is not there, there's only so much that that PPE can make up and, mm-hmm. and, and the corporate programs that you're keeping going can, can make up. And, you know, we're hearing the same things from, you know, from companies across the industry, really. Um, and it, it seems like that's not just North, North America either, of course. Um, I know that you're involved with, with wage, right? Um, right. Um, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about that organization and what you're hearing from your your wage partners as well. Is it is it bad or worse or comparable? You know, overseas. Well, wage stands for World Advertising Gift Exchange, and it's an association of distributors that started in 1958, so over 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. One member per country, and we have about 20 members right now. And we write, we have uh, once a month uh, Zoom calls mm-hmm. uh, with all the members and uh, three to four members report at each call where their businesses, um, we have to meet electronically and virtually because our normal meetings in Hong Kong, and we actually had a meeting scheduled in South Africa this year, they've all been canceled. All canceled. Sure. Uh, absolutely. So it's interesting when you hear the member from Italy or the member from Belgium. Uh, or Austria present uh, because they Spain mm-hmm. uh, they uh, have all had a various impact of COVID. Uh, what you hear in the media about Italy and Spain in terms of their early impact in the shutdown sure. absolutely happened to our members. Yeah. Uh, South Africa, uh, when we speak with our, our it's a woman-owned business, a large distributorship, same thing, complete shutdown. Um, interestingly, we have a member in New Zealand, and New Zealand and Australia uh, have fared a little bit better, especially in New Zealand. Uh, so it is truly a global pandemic 
-hmm. where much like in the US, we have different regions and hotspots mm -hmm. and we're at different phases, same thing on the globe, but it has affected every single one of us in a significant way. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no way around that, um, unfortunately. So still, though, um, you know, unless we're, bank, you know, putting the business to bed, which which nobody's trying to do, you still have to try to lead during these times. You still have to do something to move the ball forward. So what are some some things that you've you've hit on some things that Geiger have done, but from from a pure leadership perspective, are there are there, are there is there advice you could offer to leaders or, or, or to company executives about just how to proceed during these times, just how to handle things? Well, for, for me, uh, when I uh, um, accepted this new role as uh, president and CEO of Geiger, I ended up working with a, a business coach and we spent a lot of time on leadership and mm -hmm. little did she or I know that some of the practices that we started putting in place and how I grew as a person, as a leader, would end up helping me uh, both prepare for this year and provide a resource for me to speak to uh, for this year. And uh, we and she and I have braced that as a leader, first of all, we have to be authentic. So we have to be who we are. We can't try to change or adapt ourselves to something that is not authentic because then it won't ring true to those colleagues that we work People with. People sense, sense a fraud exactly. right away. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm choosing to lead with empathy, communication, and total transparency. Mm -hmm. uh, empathy, uh, which is, it, which is uh, core uh, to individual associates and colleagues and trying to understand each person. Mm -hmm. uh, communication, um, in addition to having a, a global monthly update on the business and exactly where we are at with sales, mm -hmm. order activity, what's happening to our associates, their hours, uh, what we expect to see in the next month. Uh, in fact, I just last week issued another uh, update, monthly update, is to communicate clearly uh, and being totally transparent. Mm -hmm. uh, but in addition to these monthly business uh, videos. I'm trying to do a weekly video in terms of uh, it, whether it's motivation or observations or what I'm hearing and seeing uh, with the uh, Salesforce and workforce and customer mm -hmm. customer base. So it could be anything from uh, one of my more popular ones was a view from your window, which is a okay. takeoff of the Facebook group, yep. a global Facebook group. Is what are you seeing? What's your view? What is your perspective? And I'm overwhelmed by the responses I receive, sometimes hundreds mm -hmm. from individual associates and uh, sales partners who tell me the view from their window. And it's both the literal, sometimes you get pictures of what it looks like out their window. Sure. <laughs> Mostly it's a metaphor for what they see from their perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's achingly poignant, achingly poignant. Because uh, whether an individual has COVID, is dealing with COVID, uh, perhaps dealing with working at home with screaming little kids, uh, or perhaps uh, well-behaved well -behaved children, uh, not my family. Uh, but, uh, you know, so it really does hit home in terms of what they're experiencing. Their fears, fears of perhaps going on furlough. Mm -hmm. uh, or the fears of their family going on furlough uh, to uh, perhaps their uh, what they're doing to make an impact, uh, including all of their volunteerism and their donations. 
So, you know, empathy, communication, and transparency has really worked well for me so far. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being so beneficial there. Just, just because everybody, this is an immensely stressful time for 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 everybody. Because as you say, it's impacting everybody. So, just be, being able to create that kind of community where everybody can kind of come together and talk and share, even as we're distanced, mm -hmm. um, I think I could see that being extremely valuable and something important mm -hmm. for for a leader to not do more than encourage to actually establish so that so you've done that so well done um let's, let's shift gears a little bit though um because we, we don't want to talk we could make this all about COVID-19 and we don't want to make it all about COVID-19 because this is a celebration um you know of your person of the year award so I found this interesting when we when we talked for the article that um we did I, I on you I didn't know this that you actually started in a minimum wage role at Geiger right out of college, right out of college. Now, now you're CEO president of, of the company can you just kind of tell us, I mean, you know, Reader's Digest version of, the, of that ascent up the ladder and kind of how you did it? Well, I, honestly, uh, Chris, uh, it was never my intent to stay at Geiger. Mm -hmm. uh, it was my first job out of college, and it was a job, not a career. And mm -hmm. uh, I really viewed it as a, you know, you got to have something, you got to do something. Uh, and uh, uh, this was the first thing available, so I started in the accounts payable department. <laughs> first and thing uh, not, right? uh, yeah, first thing available. Now, I'm sure that you didn't do that, uh, <laughs> uh, I, but I know from my adult children, of which I have five, mm -hmm. uh, they all did that. They all had to take their first job that was available uh, out of college. And I was blessed uh, to uh, move from department to department, from manufacturing and sales and management, and marketing and even did a stint in import-export back then, uh, more on the export than the import uh, to a sales uh, EVP COO. So it seems like I never stayed in one department uh, for very long, maybe three years, four years. And either I moved laterally or um, I'm always up for a challenge. And uh, I was blessed to be at the company in a time where the company grew over the last few decades or several decades but also with an ownership team that was really open to mentoring and allowing individuals to try different things mm -hmm. and supporting us when we did fail and celebrating when we did achieve. That's, that's important, right? It's, it's that if it, you, you know, you have a good person who's, who's generally doing real good work, it doesn't mean that one mess up is, is gotta be fatal. Right. And I, and I, that seems to have been important because as you say, you've been able to move around and learn from these different parts of the company. And I, I imagine that's prepared you pretty well to be in the role you're in now. It's true, Chris, because if a one mess up was fatal, I'd have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah, I've, I've uh, done my share of, uh, of uh, mistakes uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> learned from some and probably deny a few. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair mm -hmm. enough. Um, but, you know, part of the reason we wanted to give you this award, too, is that, you know, your your influence extends pretty far in the industry um, outside of, of, of the Geiger walls, of course. You've, you've, you've been, a, I think it's fair to say, an influential leader um, in, in, in the promo industry. You know, the Women's uh, Leadership Conference, I think you're, you helped be, you're a co-founder on that. Um, can you maybe tell us a little bit about that initiative and then just some, also some other industry-wide things that you're, you know, happy to have been a part of and may still be a part of? I'm going to, and I'll be happy to, but I am going to zig just for a moment, if you don't mind. Um, because when I first received the phone call from Tim Andrews uh, about this award, uh, coincidentally, it was uh, several months ago, and uh, 
even back then, I, I didn't understand, and uh, I'm quite not sure I quite understand why I'm being uh, recognized in this way. Uh, and then when COVID hit, uh, I not only didn't understand, uh, in some, some ways I'm embarrassed and I'm uncomfortable about it, mm-hmm. uh, but one of the things that uh, my mom has taught me is how important it is to be gracious. And so I am certainly trying to be gracious through this and uh, getting back to that first question about uh, what are we proudest of? It's uh, the colleagues who do all the hard work and I end up somehow getting the recognition uh, for that. And that has been something that because that's happened to me over and over and over, it really um, impacts me in terms of I have to give back. And I have to try to help others have opportunities as I have. So that leads to your question. Okay. You know, certainly for women's leadership, uh, I was uh, myself for women, uh, for other women, uh, were involved in launching it 15 years ago. And it's a wonderful conference that uh, every year 150 to 180 women are able to participate and attend. And we use this as an opportunity to help. Uh, listen to great speakers, but also to help mentor each other and help each other so that we can all grow uh, in our careers or in our our professions or in our personal life, whatever we choose. Mm -hmm. And I'm extremely proud of that uh, because it has legs, meaning that I I don't have much involvement anymore except that I attend. And when you can actually be part of starting something and that it grows and it just goes beyond anything you imagine, That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've also been privileged last few years to work with the former Senator Olympia Snow. She's a former Republican senator from Maine. Uh, She has an institute for young women. And this institute impacts uh, uh, over 600 women across the state of Maine uh, between their sophomore and senior year in high school. And we work with them and mentor them and help them grow as future leaders. That is so exciting, so awesome, because sort of now you see the circle starting Mm -hmm. from a high school level, and I've had uh, participated in that uh, as a mentor to women. I was a chair in PPAI back in uh, the late 90s and uh, met some wonderful people uh, through uh, that. uh, And then... uh, Wage president uh, was able to do that for six or eight years uh, until uh, I decided enough. I uh, needed yeah. someone else opportunity to do that, and so those were some of the things that uh, I was able to do. But it all goes back to uh, um, being able to give back. Fair. That's that's really mm-hmm. interesting. That that's that that's mm-hmm. been the motivation for so for so much of that. Very very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do also have a, you know, your, your, your professional title right now is, is, is pretty interesting because as it kind of alluded to earlier, you're, you're the first non-Geiger family president CEO of the company. And it's a company with 142 year history. So that's, that's certainly saying something. Um, just what's that been like, you know, ha, ha, what's it been like to shoulder that responsibility, so, so to speak? Well, to be the first Anod family member after all those decades, it, it, it certainly required um, a shift. Mm-hmm. And I view it like a circle uh, where perhaps the owners are 12 o'clock or 6 o'clock or 9 o'clock, and I'm maybe at 3 o'clock and someone else is 9 o'clock. And uh, much like a clock face or a circle, we've all had to shift. It's not just myself shifting. It's the owners shifting, the owner's son, David Geiger, shifting. 
Peter and Jean shifted, David shifted, I shifted, as well as the leadership team. And we all have these new perspectives. And for, for me to uh, assume the 12 o'clock rule, I guess, if you look at a circle or a clock face, uh, it really requires my having a different perspective. And they're also agreeing to have a different perspective and a different role for it to work. And they have. They really have done a great job of, uh, of something that the family has never had to do. Uh, in terms of really allowing me an opportunity to lead the business. And, and I know they shifted uh, very well because as 2020 has hit, this, remember this is like 68, we're always going to remember this year. Right. Right. They, they did not fall back in their old roles, mm -hmm. uh, but they've truly allowed me the flexibility and the ability to lead the company and support the decisions that uh, I and the executive team make. I speak with them. I speak with the owners all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. But at the end of the day, they allow uh, me the, the support that I need to make uh, those decisions. Mm -hmm. um, I work with a CEO group in Maine, and you know includes everyone from the CEO to LLB to uh, leading fuel oil company to all all different types of businesses. And several of them are CEOs of family-owned businesses. And they help me, as some of the family businesses in this industry, with tips and ideas on what to do and everything from having a formal family meeting uh, in addition to a board meeting on an uh, interim basis of our board meetings to make sure that we are in uh, not only informal communication, but formal communication uh, of how the business is doing and what we're doing. So it's been good. Very cool. Very cool. So it's um now how long are you into this? We're we're, we're over a year now, right? In, in uh, uh, for a CEO over a year, I became president uh, about eighteen months ago, twenty months ago. Yeah. All right. So mm -hmm. um so looking ahead, what are what are some things that you want to build on g going forward? Uh, of course, I know we can make it all COVID related, where it's, oh, we just got to get through. But yeah. I'm sure there's things you have longer term in mind. What what are some of those? You know, it's interesting you ask because I, I, I like to focus on the now and the future and not the rearview mirror. So mm -hmm. the now the now is, you know, it doesn't matter if we've been broadsided or blindsided. We have to focus on now and the future. So certainly in the next uh, six to 10 months, it's COVID recovery for sure. Uh, however, at the same time, that doesn't mean we stop what we started building. Uh, or can continue to become a global company and continue to expand both in the U.S., continue our U.S. expansion, but also on a global basis. Uh, and um, we're in the process of building a new global business platform that we can leverage across uh, all of different countries uh, that will help us because our clients, getting back to that comment about RFPs and uh, corporate programs, our clients are truly global. Mm -hmm. And that that will not end. Uh, that will continue. So my um, vision for the company and the direction we're going in our true north is to continue that growth and expansion and uh, to uh, continue to be a great company for people to work for and a company that people are desire want to work for. You know, that's that's one other thing I should I should ask you, and you've touched on it to a degree, but um, you mentioned empathy earlier. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I know that that's a big part of your leadership style, because anybody that I, I spoke with um, 
uh, about you for the for the article that we put together mentioned that that it's that this is not just you know an, an executive off in the c-suite who who you know issues edicts and hides behind a door that you're very much a, a person or a leader of the people so to speak um can you can you maybe just discuss that a little bit where that where that comes from and why that's that's your your your, your leadership style hmm. i have to think about that one in a multi-decade career no matter what company you work for there are people or you work with i guess no matter company you work with there are people that you admire their leadership style and that there are people that you chafe under their leadership style mm -hmm. and uh, i um i had a I have a son that worked for uh, it was one of his first jobs out of college where he was complaining because he just could not stand his supervisor, his manager, and, and was telling me about how horrible his manager was. And I was like, wow, you are so lucky. And he was like, why am I lucky? It's like, well, you're lucky because now you'll know the manager that you don't want to be. Right. And you learn that early on in your career. Mm -hmm. So I, I have seen managers that I uh, admire their style and want to, and I am, uh, uh, tried emulate their style and there was one many 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 years ago his name was george lyman most people who are listening to this broadcast have no idea who he is mm -hmm. but he had that wonderful gift of both being a very strong leader stern at times mm -hmm. but also empathetic and uh, um that's what i try to adjust and emulate my style and those things that i chafed under uh in my career are those areas that I try not to do, though I fa I often fail, but I try not to. <laughs> well, so so do we all, but the effort is what matters, right? Mm. Right, right. Um, all right, last question here. Thank you again so much for, for joining us and, and chatting. Um, but macro view here, okay, for, mm. the, for the industry. Um, what does the industry need to do to kind of collectively get better? Well, it's interesting because when you ask that question, I think um, when I think when I hear you ask this question, I think of is it the industry or industry? And I don't know if there's much difference between the promotional product industry and business in general. Uh, I think that there is, in fact, I think it's the one and the same. We are businesses, companies, some family owned, many private uh, owned by private equity. Uh, and that is so like uh, whether you're a healthcare business or uh, an event planning business or a sports business. And the more that we lead with empathy mm -hmm. rather than the balance sheet, I think that we have a better company and a better industry and a better business. It's interesting that this has been a theme of this conversation. I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> uh, there's room. You have, to, you have to have the balance sheet in mind. But when you make decisions only on a short-term balance sheet, and the company won't, your business won't survive for the long term. And that might be okay if that's your goal, you know, to be in and out, you know, and just, you know, just, just in and out. But if your goal is to actually build something that's worthwhile, and then you have to, you have to have a balance both for empathy uh, and understanding of your associates, as well as that balance sheet. And it's 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 uh, two sides of that circle, mm -hmm. and circles don't have sides. <laughs> we know what you mean. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
Joanne, anything that you want to end on? Any other thoughts you want to you want to share before we sign off here? No, except but maybe thank you, thank you, Chris, and thank you to everyone at ASI again for giving me both this platform as well as this honor. And uh, I can't tell you how humble I am uh, and how much I appreciate it. So thank you. All right. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate your uh, leadership in the industry over the years. That's Joanne Lance, CEO of Geiger, Counselor's 2020 Person of the Year. Thank you again so much for being with us. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everybody.